Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 22nd of August, 2022. Happy Monday to you. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. It's a special edition. It's a private edition. Well, it's not a private. I am still in Michigan. We were going to go home this morning, uh, Sunday morning, but Quinn was throwing up, so we didn't. She managed to go after some anti-nausea medicine, go the rest of the day without throwing up, thank God. But in the meantime, my father downstate tested positive for COVID, and so he was coughing and he came back home, and I wasn't going to try to drive anyway with a kid who was throwing up, and I wanted somebody to be here with my dad, and it's just a whole big mess. So we are here for now, which means I am off, I'm off, I was off the radio today anyway. I think I'm off the radio tomorrow as well. And then we're going to play from there by ear. I took my father to the emergency room, and he doesn't have a well, he has a mild fever. He did. He didn't when he went to bed. But he had a mild fever of 100 exactly, and then 100.1. Uh, and then it was normal when he went to bed. He's got a cough. He's got congestion in his nose. His nose was dripping uncontrollably. Um, and so far, that's... I mean that's not that's not nothing. He's got phlegm. They gave him a steroid for the congestion in his chest and Paxlovid for the virus. Uh, my father is eighty. Well, you'll be eighty-two on this week. So he um, he's been fully vaccinated and boosted and double boosted and everything. And I'm hoping that they're not full of crap about that stuff. And he ends up having a a shorter stint because of the Paxlovid and because of his vaccine status. I don't know if he, if he sounds like crap, like Joe Biden did after he had his bounce back. I don't hope he doesn't get a bounce back, but what I just care about the breathing and the blood ox level. And that's the good. That's, that's all that I care about is getting him through that. So, and for everybody else in the family is still not 100%. I am, I don't know. I can't say that I'm 100% because I don't know that for sure. And I guess every once in a while I still feel a little meh, but I feel pretty good. And I think I sound a hell of a lot better than I did last week. So as such, I am not going to put together a show per se. What I'm going to do for today anyway, is I'm just going to play the week in F and review. It recaps a lot of what we went through so far. And then I do get to the news of the day in the second half after like a 15 minute rant about COVID and healthcare and everything else. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow's show, I don't think we're going to leave tomorrow just because I want, I want proof positive that my father, first of all, he, we had to go through his pills and he just has a mess of pills that he takes and certain pills he couldn't take. So I had to pull them out and, He's on a lower dose of Paxlovid because of all the medicines he takes and everything. It's just, it's a freaking mess. So I want to make sure that he's at a minute. He wants me to go now. He wanted us to be gone. And I was like, no, that's not, we're stir crazy. Sure. But, um, 
we're not going to leave you. It's not this not the way it's going to happen. I tried to get him to go back downstate. My sister was willing to give up her house and go to her brother-in-law's house, and but he doesn't want to go downstate. He wants to sleep in his own bed. Blah blah blah. I can't blame him, but it's just another. You also want to throw him over your shoulder and say, "Just do this for once, for God's sakes." But um, we'll see. I'm still going to work on him on that, and uh, so yeah. I want him. I want to see that he's on a positive trajectory. Plus, I want the girls to be one freaking night where you know they're good all day, all day, all night. Quinn ate a little bit. I didn't expect her to eat much, but she ate a little bit of dinner. She's drinking all day. She pees, everything. But she had an upset stomach. Her stomach was empty. She didn't eat. She slept a lot of the day. It was you know, she had a little bit of ravioli that she requested, and she had a little tiny bit of cheddar and broccoli soup. But I think her stomach is, you know, still not right. So we shall see. Hopefully she'll wake up good. Anyway, so that means the contest for this week will continue because I'm not at home to set up a new one or draw a winner or anything like that. And it's just a mess. So I apologize for that. And... Uh, if, you've, if you're a subscriber at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or at Derek Hunter dot locals dot com, um, you gotta, sorry, you gotta hear, you'll, you'll have heard this already, <laughs> but it'll be the week in effing review. And by the way, I went back for the, I never, good Lord, I don't wish this on anybody. Four times, four trips, and I'm hoping that's it. Please God, let that be it. Four trips to the emergency room, the same freaking emergency room inside of, what, three days? Maybe it's four days. It sucks. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. But we got lucky. Keep getting lucky that each time it's not crowded. Because there are other times of day when it's crowded. So they hooked my dad up with what we needed. I probably would have pressured more for the monoclonal antibodies. But apparently in Michigan... Those are tough to come by. I don't know about the rest of the country. But uh, Paxlovid is better than nothing. And I hope that it works. So there you go. Without any further ado, it's the Week in F and Review. And then it's uh, the end of the show. I'm not even going to come back to sign off. Thank you for listening. I hope you understand. I'll talk to you briefly, at least tomorrow. Hopefully back to normal soon. Thanks. Fucking fuck COVID in its stupid fucking ass. It is the week in fucking review. Welcome to the week in fucking review for the, what the hell is it, the 20th of August, 2022. 2022. Yeah, happy Saturday to you. Hope your Saturday is going well. My Saturday, I don't know. We'll have to see how Friday night goes. Um, the show's mostly going to be me bitching about that. Well, I'll get to some of the news of the week, too. But this fucking, I don't know. You know, you sit there and you go, where the fuck did I get this? Where did I come into contact with this goddamn thing? I have no fucking clue. Nobody ever seems to know. I never wasn't around. We weren't in any enclosed spaces with any strange people, certainly not for any extended periods of time. Just started feeling like off, I guess, on maybe Monday night. And then Tuesday afternoon is like, oh, you know what? I don't, maybe it's because I'm tired. I wasn't sleeping very well. 
And so I was like, fuck this. I'm, we go to Traverse City and we come back. And I'm like, I'm going to go to just, I'm going to take a nap. Maybe get my head straight, take a fucking nap. And it just didn't get straight and I couldn't really take a nap. And so I just isolated. I was like, oh shit, I don't want to take any chances with the family, with my dad. So I just isolated. I just went into a bedroom, closed the door and uh, watched shit on the iPad. I watched that Nicolas Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Unlimited Power, some talent or some shit like that. It's actually pretty funny, except that the parts that were uh, subtitled, I didn't have my glasses on, it's on an iPad. I'm like, what the fuck did that say? But <laughs> otherwise, it was good. Um, I assume those parts were good, too. It wouldn't be like, yeah, the movie was great until you read the subtitles that were up there for about a minute and a half. That fucking sucked. It blew the whole movie. So it was good. I highly recommend it. But uh, fucking woke up, still felt like crap, and had like ugh, in my throat, clear my throat, and my voice was gone as you heard. And I had to do my show, my radio show that day. So I did my radio show that day. I did the podcast that day that I ended up using for two days. Um, I tested in the morning. I had fucking COVID. Like goddamn, I took two tests. Like you've got to be shitting me. Of all the fucking times now, I get COVID. So I had to stay away. Everybody had to stay away. And my wife's like worried that she's going to get it. And every, that night she took a test and she was negative and that was good. But in the morning she took a test and she was positive. And the kids we fucking wake up. This is what bothers Yeah, I don't fucking I don't want to be sick. I don't yearn to be sick. I don't wish sickness on anybody. But the fucking kids, forget it. Wednesday morning. Was it Wednesday? No, maybe it was Thursday. It was Thursday morning. Thursday morning, the kids, I guess Wednesday night, they started feeling crummy. And so they all went to bed really early and everybody was staying in, there's two bedrooms uh, aside from my dad's room. And so I was in one isolating and they all went in the other one and they were uh, sleeping and I get woken up at like five in the morning because Quinn has to pee. And then I hear him again at like 6.30 in the morning and uh, Bailey had peed, but she couldn't put her pajamas back on. Because uh, the arms were inside out. And it just, they felt warm and they looked miserable. Both of them looked fucking miserable. So I took their temperatures and they were 103.3. And I'm just, I'm the fucking worry wart parent. I am not a sit on my ass and go, ah, fuck it, go rub some dirt on it. Like if it's, if you fall down, I'll probably tell you to go rub some dirt on it unless there's bone protruding or something. But when you're sick and my little kids are sick, there's fucking no way, no how. So I immediately put them in the tub. And it didn't seem to do a damn thing. The tub, the water pressure here, it takes for fucking ever to fill the tub, especially when you need it to be filled. Uh, unless, I suppose, if you're like a rich guy who's got like a waterfall that just pours into your tub, it takes for fucking ever. So they're sitting there, they're freezing, they're sick, they feel like shit. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck, I take their temperature, I'm rubbing water, and like, it's lukewarm water, and like, fuck it. We're going to the goddamn hospital. That's it. We're going to the goddamn hospital. I'm not taking any fucking chances. Because, like, Quinn's fever had gone up from 103.3 to 103.6. Since then, I've been taking their temperature nearly constantly, which is uh, it's probably not the best way to go. But I've been fucking doing it because I'm, I'm that concerned. I'm that kind of parent. So I'm fucking sitting there and uh, tell my, my wife's working in the garage. She's doing her show. She feels like shit. And I said, that's it. You know, that's it. We're, you're done, sign off, say goodbye. She was, she's a producer, so she wasn't on the air. We're, we're taking the girls to the hospital. They have high fever. 
go to the hospital here in Grayling, which was it's great, great facility, small facility, and Grayling is a small town. And I don't know if you could ever describe an emergency room experience as pleasant, but it was as pleasant of an experience as you could possibly have in an emergency room because there was nobody fucking there. We walked in, and each of us had a kid, and uh, each of us had COVID. The, and we uh, there's nobody there. We didn't even fucking sit around very long. And they go in, and they test the girls, and they have COVID. And uh, they gave her some, they gave gave Quinn some ibuprofen that brought her temperature down quite a bit pretty quickly. So thank God for that. And I was just fucking miserable and nervous and like, what do I do? What do I do? And they're just make sure they're drinking. Make sure they're drinking. Give them any kind of fluid they want. They want fucking anything. They want a highball. Get them a fucking highball. Just make sure that they're getting liquid. They didn't suggest that. But make sure that they're drinking. So that was good. Come back home. The kids are kind of miserable. We're all locked in a room or in separate rooms. There's I go outside to go from one room to the other to stay as far away from my dad as possible. I'm the only one leaving the room except to go to the bathroom, which is down the hallway with one of the bedrooms. So there, nobody's near my dad. I got all the fans on the windows open, fans blowing out, blah, blah, blah. And then at about, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night, Quinn is kind of miserable. And I'm putting putting a washcloth on her forehead and she, you can just tell that she's just hot. She's not gone. She's not out of it. She's not delusional or anything, but she's just miserable and uh, not acting weird at all. She's just insisting that she's hot. So I'm putting, like, I'm talking, I call my friend George, who's a doctor and he's like, well, do this. And I took the temperature and it was 104.4 and I'd given her the Tylenol to take the fever down and I just it was like 15 minutes I'm like I'm not fucking I'm not fucking waiting and George says call your pediatrician see what they say but you know I wouldn't wait for more than 10 minutes for a phone call back you know go back to the emergency room emergency room's like 25 minutes away 20-25 minutes away depending on how fast you drive uh, so I just left a message with the doctor got her in the car drove and I'm on the way and the pediatrician calls and she tells me you know don't you don't have this is a primary care physician. You don't have to worry about it. I wouldn't go to the emergency room. There's nothing they can do. Um, just if she, you know, don't treat the number. This is something George has said too. You don't treat the number. You treat the actions. If the kid is acting delusional, if they don't know who you are, if they're acting weird, then you have to worry about it. Then you worry about. Then you you have to worry about dehydration and everything like that. But if she's drinking, she's eating, make sure this, that, and the other thing, and don't worry about the number. So I found that, needless to fucking say, wildly unsatisfying. That's like go back home and just tough shit. Well, I, I'm not a go back home tough shit kind of waited out kind of guy when it comes to my kids so i called back george and uh was just kind of sitting there at a rest area taking her temperature and it was, was still 103 it hadn't come down i've been driving with the windows cracked it was a little cool and i was like fuck fuck and he's like just dude it's gonna first of all you need to stop taking the temperature every five minutes second if it's just for the peace of mind that it could give you, go to the fucking emergency room. What's the word? I mean, who, I don't know how much it's going to cost me. I don't give a shit how much this is going to cost me. I'll fucking, you know, sell a kidney or something. It's my kids. But uh, it was fucking, it went back to the uh, hospital. There's literally nobody in the, the waiting room. We didn't even go and sit. They immediately took us back 
Quinn was great. She's so chatty with everybody. I think being around people sort of helped her get her energy up and everything. She ended up getting a big dose of ibuprofen again there. That brought the temperature. We were there for probably till about one thirty in the morning. I was fucking exhausted. Finally, his kid's at like 100 is the temperature. I'm like, thank God. Thank you, God. The prayer's been answered for tonight at least. Like, oh, please, let's keep this down. Get all the clearance to go. Get you know all the advice from the doctor again. Get all my stupid questions answered. And I fucking, she's asleep in the bed. I go to pick her up. I'm the hero dad. I got all this shit in a bag. She's been eating crackers. She's covered in crumbs. I don't give a fuck about any of it. I pick her up and goddamn if I don't bash her head right into the fucking light in the exam room right above the bed. Like, like hard too. I mean, it moved so it wasn't like a solid thunk. But I fucking just crocked her head and I'm like, God damn, of all the fucking things to do. Like, we're just almost odd. Like, if that's, if that's the worst, I'm fine with a little lump on her head. But I felt like shit because she starts crying and she's half asleep, but she's not sure what the fuck is going on. And I'm like, I'm, tr- I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. And I'm like ready to start crying because I just, like, I could have gotten her out of it. She was so exhausted. I could have just put her in the car seat and she could have slept. She did sleep the whole way, but I mean, I, I fucking bashed her upside the head. It's like, God damn it. Why did I... And who thinks to look up for a fucking exam light in a in an emergency room? Well, if you ever go to an emergency room and you go to pick somebody up out of the bed, be acutely aware of the fact that there's one of those fucking dentist-type lights up above that shit, okay? Just be aware of it because it's there, whether you're fucking aware of it or not. So that's my fucking vacation, happy fucking vacation. But the good thing is I discovered that I can do a radio show from my dad's shed. So I can come back more often and nobody ever has to know. And that's great. My wife can work here from here too, so they can all come. It is a good thing. It is amazing. I don't, I'm not paid by T-Mobile, but their fucking home internet thing doesn't work for shit in our house apparently. But uh, my wife tried it there. But in the middle of the fucking woods in northern Michigan, it works aces. And if you ever, like the reason I'm still here in Michigan my dad went downstate, which is good. I wanted him to get away. He got tested a couple times and got the fuck out of Dodge. I don't blame him. Sad, crying, seeing him go away. But at least he's uh, he's not here getting <coughs> exposed. But um, I forget what I was saying. I can't he got choked up just thinking about it. But anyway, no, um, the fucking Gaylord... Gaylord, it's Gay, no, Grayling. The fucking Grayling emergency room. The people there were super nice. Um, in and out. I mean, not in and out, but they, they answered all my questions. They let us stay longer when I had more questions for the doctor and all this shit. It was, it was awesome. And so the reason we didn't leave yet is A, I, I'm not comfortable yet with the girls' temperatures. I want to be able to manage them better. I want them to be more consistently lower. And uh, before we take that long of a drive or even do it in half. And um, like if we were home, fucking emergency room would be like eight hours in the waiting room at a minimum. And we just fucking I took Quinn to the doctor once when she had an ear infection. The fucking clinic was like it's going to be a two and a half hour wait. I'm like, holy shit. 
And I called another one and we got in right away. But they're like, Jesus, what the fuck is going on? So rural Michigan, rural America has its advantages. And I'm not ready to forfeit them because last night I had to go, yesterday I had to go to the emergency room twice. And I hope and pray to God that I don't have to go to the emergency room again tonight. But if I do, I want it to be an emergency room where we can get in pretty quickly because I am... When it comes to my kids and their health and their safety, I am not a patient man. I do my best, but I'll snap at anybody, and I just want to get this shit done and get this shit taken care of, and I'll do whatever the fuck is necessary to do it. I am a papa bear when it comes to that shit. So that's been my fucking week. How about you? How was yours? Unless you were literally raped with a stick, I think that uh, I think that you had a better week than me. Uh, anyway, we did take a slow, me and the girls did take a very slow golf cart ride today, and we saw a family of fucking, dude, these turkeys love to fuck up here. There are just a shit ton of turkeys everywhere. We saw 14 turkeys, two adults and 12 fucking kids running around as a family. Nice to see. family, Nature, family, sticking together. Uh, so, yeah, that was it. We'll get home when we get home. The priority is right now. The I'm feeling 90, 95% better, somewhere in that range. I still, you know, my heart rate is, is lower than it has been, your elevated heart rate, because of a viral infection. My heart rate is closer to normal. It's not quite normal. It'd be nice if it was just fucking normal, if I could just kick this fucking thing every once in a while. My my head sweats, and I'm like, I fucking, is that the fever breaking? I don't have a fever. I had a fever all day, but uh, I actually had a little bit of a low temperature all day. But it fucking just won it over with. Won it over with. Not because I can't wait to get back out in the public and go licking doorknobs and coughing in movie theaters or anything. I just want to get home. I want my kids to be safe. I want me to be able to take care of them without me having to go, I'm fucking sick. Am I making them sicker? I'm making them worse. And I know I'm not. That I asked the doctor that, one of the things. He's like, no, you've all got it. Don't worry. You can't give it to each other worse. But the thought goes through your fucking head. Anyway, um, this week, the big story is the government is trying to fucking hide why they went into Mar-a-Lago. Kind of tells you a lot about these motherfuckers, doesn't it? Trust us. It's too top secret. We couldn't possibly let you know. We couldn't pot. Why couldn't you possibly let us know? We couldn't fucking handle it. Look, if you got the goods on Trump, let's fucking have it. Let's see the goods on Trump. Okay. You all we've seen for the last five, six fucking years is a whole bunch of people say Donald Trump did X, Y, and Z. He's the biggest goddamn criminal on the face of the whole fucking earth. And we've got to get him. He's a threat to democracy. And you've proven exactly dick. You've proven nothing. Right? Fucking prove. You got a smoking gun. Show me the fucking smoking gun. Well, sources and methods need to be protected. Well, the idea, that's why they don't want to release the affidavit for these fucking things. All right. Why? Why would your sources and look, if Donald Trump is a threat to national fucking security, arrest his ass and throw him in fucking jail. Who your sources and methods are, don't give a fucking shit. It doesn't fucking matter. 
It doesn't fucking matter because he's a threat to democracy. You arrest him and you got him. You put him to, in jail. And does now the guy who was on the inside, does he have to really worry about, oh no, what am I going to do for a job now that they know that I turned, well, your fucking boss would be in jail for espionage or whatever the fuck they're going to charge him with. So I don't think that your job security is super great at this moment, right? If you're trying to protect that dude, what are you trying to... Well, we'll, we'll let the uh, Rosenbergs stay out and uh, continue to spy for the Soviet Union because if we arrested them, it would put a lot of people out of work. Fuck no. Shit or get off the pot. You've either got something or you don't. And I suspect you don't. I suspect that at the end of that line is just a big fucking hook with a worm on it and that's all you've been doing is fishing. And they don't want the world to know that they've been fishing. They don't want the world to know that they've been fishing. Look, the liberal establishment isn't going to give a shit if you trample on the rights of Donald Trump. If you trample on the rights of anybody named Trump. Or frankly, if you trample on the fucking rights of anybody who is a Republican. That's it just won't fucking care. Do you really think the media is going to get up in arms about a flagrant violation of somebody's constitutional rights who's a Republican? Matt Gates. I don't know Matt Gates. Never met Matt Gates. But he has been accused publicly by a whole bunch of people and is publicly under investigation for a whole bunch of really horrible things that, oh, this person turned state's evidence. This person is cooperating. This thing, where the fuck is the indictment? Did he do something illegal or not? You have had a year and a half to investigate his ass, okay? I'm open to the prospect that any politician is a corrupt motherfucker. But at a certain point, you either have to shit or get off the pot. You can't keep digging, going, well, we need another, maybe we need to take another run at Mar-a-Lago. Maybe we need to take a run at uh, Bedminster, and then we should probably check out Trump Tower. And let's just get all the phone records, just fucking in case, just for shits and giggles. Let's see what we, let's get everybody's email ever sent, and we'll just see if we're going to take a look at all of your books, and we're going to go through everything and see if maybe you did something wrong. Well, there's a difference between doing something incorrectly and doing something deliberately wrong. You can find people having done something deliberate or incorrectly happens all the fucking time. Have you seen the tax code? But doing something wrong is very different. You've accused Donald Trump of doing a lot of horrible things. You've proven none of them. Not even to the point that you got a goddamn grand jury, which you could fucking get to indict a ham sandwich, willing to go, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's give it a shot. Let's indict him. Matt Gates, same fucking thing. Hunter Biden, it is unambiguously true that that motherfucker is as corrupt as the day is long. But forget it. Putting aside all the bullshit about the foreign lobbying and all that stuff, the motherfucker did not pay taxes on hundred, didn't pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. Million dollars, maybe. I think somebody gave him a million fucking dollars. Would you get, was there anybody who would give you a million dollars to pay your taxes if you owed a million dollars in taxes? Fuck no, there isn't. But your dad isn't president of the United States. You want to talk about corrupt as the day is fucking long. Hey, uh, that guy over there is a crack addict who fucks the shit out of every hooker in the world, is wildly unreliable, just an absolute ass bag. He fucking films himself beating off and smoking crack, but he needs a million dollars cash to pay his taxes. All right. I'll hook him up. His dad's pre He's good for it. 
On what fucking planet is that guy good for it? His dad being president or not, if you actually think you're ever going to see that million dollars again. Who's going to, after, because this was after all this shit was coming out. Like this guy's smoke crack on television around the world and uh, you go into a board meeting and like there's Hunter Biden sitting there and you're like, I'm going to sell all my stock in this company. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't want anything to do with you people. You got a crackhead on the board. You got a crackhead on the payroll. I don't care that he's not smoking crack currently. I don't know that he's not smoking crack currently, as a matter of fact, because those fucking videos are only a couple years old. They aren't that old. It's not like, well, he, here's a video of him smoking a joint in junior high. No, this is a video of him smoking crack with a hooker last July. Like, that's a bit different. Right? He's well into his 40s, almost his 50s, and he's sitting there smoking crack and banging hookers, and you don't go, well, you know what? He's going to get his act together. I, don't know, I think he's going to clean up nicely. No, he fucking, he's born on third base, and he act like he hit a pimp. Fucking A, dude. Just insane. So shit or get off the pot. I want to see this, this uh, affidavit for the warrant just because I want to see if there's anything there, there. I want to see the bullshit. I want to see what they're accusing Donald Trump of having done. Because if it's wildly serious, and they have to make it pretty goddamn serious to get the warrant, then you have to wonder, why the fuck hasn't he been arrested? And then you go, well, they don't, they, the only reason he's not really arrested is because they didn't ask for him to be arrested. They haven't asked for anything. Why hasn't he been indicted? Because they haven't asked the grand jury to indict him. And then you go, why is that? Because they maybe that's not the goal. Maybe they know they don't have a fucking case. Oh, they could get an indictment, but they might want to save that for October. But they'll never get a conviction unless they really got something. And if they really had something, they'd fucking do it by now, wouldn't they? It's a total and complete pile of steaming bullshit. And yet the media is playing right along. It's the most serious goddamn thing MSNBC has ever happened. Morning, Joe. Joe and Mika, I swear to God, they uh, they can't even have missionary-style sex right now. They're so concerned about the fate of democracy and this country and what Donald Trump is doing and why it is that this man that they revered for years, invited to their fucking wedding, might have even been invited to all of their weddings. Who the fuck knows? Uh, how he could turn out to be history's greatest monster. And they could have missed it. Because, of course, the answer is they didn't fucking miss it. They're all part of the same scam. It's all part of the fucking game. They're the left-wing establishment, and that's what they do. They bullshit. They lie. They're goddamn frauds. So show me the affidavit. I want to see it all. Transparency. You remember all these politicians run on oh, transparency. Well, this is different. This is a legal proceeding, and this is unprecedented. Well, precedented, motherfucker, because raiding the home of a former president of the United States because he might have some papers you don't want him to have is pretty fucking unprecedented too, bitch. All right? How about that one? Fucking assholes. Speaking of fucking assholes, I don't, you know... This might sound weird coming from me, but I do have a weird code. It's not much of a code, but I do have a code. And I don't really enjoy Scheidenfreude all that much. I do engage in it from time to time, mostly for effect. And there are certainly people whom I do not, uh, do not have respect for 
in various professions, lots of them, fuck, even in this profession, there's a lot of people I have no respect for. Uh, but I don't really want to see them all lose their jobs. I just kind of like to see, I'd like to see merit matter, and I'd like to see people be exposed for the frauds that they are, and I'd like to see the hypocrites just fucking called out. It's the holding Caulfield in me. That being said, Brian Stelter is leaving CNN. Now, Brian Stelter was invited to leave CNN. No matter how he's trying to spin it, oh, it's been a great time, and I, now I'm on to a new adventure. New adventure or time with the family or uh, whatever comes next, I'll tell you. I've got something. Br- it's all code for, look, I got fired, all right? Don't make me eat shit in front of everybody. I don't want to see Brian Stelter fired. I, I don't think Brian Stelter deserved his job, and I think he deserved to be fired, but that doesn't mean I enjoy it. If that, and it, I'm not saying that tongue in cheek or anything. I'm just saying I don't think that I don't think he deserved his job because he wasn't good at his job. He wasn't honest at his job. Now this fucking CNN—it's a cesspool of shit. It's like blaming one log of crap in the outhouse for the smell. And like the whole fucking thing is a cesspool of filth. But when somebody, very few people on CNN get on a higher horse than Brian Stelter does. He fucking gets up there and preaches about the media and how important the media is and how unbiased it has to be and blah, blah, blah. And then he pulls out a cocksucker from Media Matters to come on and talk about it. And you're like, fuck you, you idiot. You know, go right to hell. What are you talking? Don't give me that bullshit. You're unbiased. You're a left-wing asshole. If he'd have just owned it, I wouldn't have had a problem with him. I still would have called him out on his lies, but I wouldn't have think he deserved to be fired. That That's what CNN was. But he pretended to be something he wasn't. Not that he was fooling the fucking people at CNN. Jeff Zucker knew what he bought. He bought a fucking clone, for Christ's sakes. Fat, bald, weird Uncle Fester-looking motherfucker. But you, you can't go out there and preach moral superiority while you're fucking the altar boys. All right, You can't go out there and preach about the sanctity of journalism and the importance of unbiasedness and blah, 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 and then talk about these right-wing assholes do this, that, and the other thing, and now we've got Molly Jong Fast coming on to talk to us about how awful Republicans are. And hey, here's Dan Rather. If you're supposed to be about integrity, you can't have the guy that fucking used forged documents to try and alter the outcome of an election. I just, I, there aren't very many lines in politics, but that should be one of them. You can't have that out there. You can't. Look, I'm not saying don't have Dan Rather on, but for fuck's sake, you don't pretend that he's like just come down from the mountaintop with stone tablets of gospels full of fucking truth straight from God. He made shit up. I'd want to see the source of those stone tablets because I think that they might have been, I don't know, on a Commodore 64 instead of a Smith Corona typewriter. But Reliable Sources, which is a show that I used to I liked it before Stelter took it over. I watched it when Howie Kurtz was on. And then I I, I, I don't really... I watch Howie Kurtz sometimes now on Sundays, but it's the same fucking people. That's the problem with all of cable news. It's the... Here's the... I don't want to name any names, but you watch it two weeks in a row and you go, just off the guest list, is this a rerun? Is this a rerun? Because it's the same fucking people all the time. Stelter kind of fell into that trap. He just had a, a wider net. They had a lot more... Uh, people to choose from none of them have any originality or thought in their bookings like hey 
let's think outside the box and get some, or let's really hammer in on journalism. They don't. It's like, let's just talk about what Joe Biden did this week with two people who are reporters, sort of. What the fuck is that? So Reliable Sources, which was CNN's longest running show, is coming to an end. And it's because of Brian Stelter. I don't revel in the fact that he'll be out of a job. I'm sure he's got some kind of contract that'll, you know, pay him out for the next year and a half or whatever. It's cheaper for them to just pay him out rather than keep him on the air. But uh, he deserved it. He deserved to be canceled. It would be better if he had just been good at his job. Because I don't think, I think you look at a show about the media kind of as a loss leader. At, uh, you're not going to make a lot of fucking money. Although in this day and age, the media loves itself. Maybe it gets a lot of attention. But it's some one of those things that you got to fucking kind of do. Uh, however, when you're just full of shit and your brand is already tainted, you can't have your show looking to hold the media accountable also be tainted, right? You got to kind of chop that head off before you can deal with the rest of the stink of the body. So, good riddance. I don't enjoy it. I hope he gets a job somewhere, more importantly. I mean, he'll probably get a job back at, like I don't know, Washington Posters at the New York Times before. I hope he learned something from this, but I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I think he'll think to himself, mostly, that it was right-wingers and the pressure from right-wingers that got him canceled, but it was his shitty ratings and the shitty product that he put out there. You can be the biggest asshole in the world if you can hit a fucking home run pretty regularly. You're going to get a lot of money, and you're not going to get cut from any team. You can be a lot of things in journalism, but if you're good at it, you're not going to be out of a job. You're not going to be let go, and Stelter wasn't. It was because, he, not because he couldn't be, it was because he mostly refused to be. So, it's a self-inflicted wound. He'll be missed by somebody, probably, I assume. Anyway, I've got to go in and take some temperatures of some kids. So, have a great Saturday. If you got some time, throw a prayer our way that the kids are okay through the, well, that we're okay through the night and are okay for the rest of forever. I'd appreciate it. Have a uh, great weekend. We'll be back with something for you, hopefully. Uh, so I'm head is sweating right now. Hopefully I can get, shake this fucking thing and be back to normal-ish on Monday. See you then.